This is the goal, is to keep us in corruption. That's his goal. If the enemy can keep us, and if he can get a foothold in our life, meaning if he can open up doors in our life, I'm going to open up this door right here, because I want you all to visualize your life being open. Amen? He wants to open up doors in your life, and when you open up a door, it's inviting for something to come in. Amen? When you have a door open, let's say you leave your door open at home all night, critters and creatures, they might, hmm, that's, I feel warmth. I'm going to come inside. The door is wide open. I'm just going to come right in and make myself at home. Why do you think rats and rodents, they come into your garage when it's cold outside? They're looking for ways to get in, to open up the door. Amen? They want to open up doors and come inside. Huh? When it was real, real cold, really, really, really cold, this this week, uh, this winter, you know, in our, in our house, in our, in our bedroom, we have, uh, you know, our, our bathroom, and there's so much cold air, it seems like it comes through that bathroom. It just makes the whole room cold and everything. I'm like, my wife was like, get up and just shut the bathroom door so we can contain our heat. Amen? Because if you open up the door, all that cold air just start rushing in where you're trying to sleep at. Keep the door closed. Amen? Amen. Keep it open, critters. All kinds of stuff can come in your house. Cold air can come in. Huh? That door keep out a lot. Y'all know y'all was cold this winter. Y'all want to sleep with that door. Y'all would know it. Icicles on your nose and all kinds of stuff. So, what we're trying to understand is today is we need to keep the door closed. Keep the door closed. And while I'm talking, why don't you go into the word... Um, Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 24 through 27. Keep the door closed. Now, let's, let's read this together. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27. And it says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. Now, I want you to understand where Paul is coming from right here. Paul is talking to the Corinthian church, and within the Corinthian church, there was this, um, there, there was these games called Isisms. I think it was called Isisms or Isisms. Well, anyways, I looked it up, and what it was is those type of games was like the Olympics today. So when Paul was talking about, he was talking about the Olympics. He was talking about what the Corinthians knew about. They knew about these games of, of the race they used to run to compete in these Olympic games. So he was comparing, he was trying to get them to understand, just like these Olympians running for a race to receive a crown, a, a perishable crown, a crown that is going to fade away. And they do Listen, they do some extensive stuff to get ready for Olympics. 
Do you not know people are trained right now for a living? They train for four years. They train day and day, night, night out for the Olympics. They do not quit because guess what? There's somebody else that's working just as hard as them and they gotta work just as hard to get the gold, to get the crown. They do all this for a gold medal. That's perishable. Fame and fortune, that's perishable. That's going to leave. But they'll put their body through extensive hardship. They put their body through all of this torment. And see, they knew where Paul was coming from because they know how the Olympics are. They knew the game. They know that those people, they go through extraneous things. Extraneous things to get their body and their self prepared to receive the crown. Right? Are you with me? It says, now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Now, I, I want you to understand that imperishable crown is, is something that, that I, see, sometimes people read this and say, well, imperishable crown meaning it's going to last forever. Yes, that is true, but he was talking about these crowns have specific reasons. They have specific meanings. Jesus is not giving us, uh, there are different crowns that he's going to lay us with when we're in heaven. There's a crown of life, there's a crown, uh, an imperishable crown, there's different types of crown. I'm going to go and do a whole study with you about that if you want to know. Amen? But this particular crown was a crown to show that it was, that you have lived your life uncorrupted. Imperishable. An incorruptible crown. Okay? It has meaning behind it. And you're striving for this incorruptible crown. Therefore I run, it says, thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight. Not as one beats the air. I mean, I'm not just doing this for nothing. I am certain there is something at the end of this road. I am certain that there is something at the end. That is why I'm fighting. That is why I'm striving to get closer to Jesus. That is why I'm trying to tell you, Corinthian church, who you need to serve, trying to tell you that Jesus is the one I'm trying to reach out to those who I need to reach out to and grab who I need to grab because there is a crown waiting for them. There's a better life. There's a better way. And I am certain of it. I'm not doing this for no reason. I'm not doing this as one beast of air. But it says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. At least when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Meaning I got to get my body right. I got to get my mind right. I got to get myself right in order for me to go out and tell you there is a better way. How can I tell someone there's a better way and I'm all messed up? And I'm not receiving, and I'm not using what God has given me, and I'm not living the way I should be living, and I'm not striving to be better, and I'm not striving to cut off these bad habits, and I'm not striving to be set free. How can I tell you to be free when I'm just doing what I want to do? How can that work? He said, I'll be disqualified out of the race. How can I train somebody to run? And my belly shaking out here. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I only run once a year. Right. Man, only run, run once a year. You know? And I'm trying to teach you how to run. I can't teach you anything. Amen? So, 
The enemy wants to come in and corrupt you because he knows that you're running a race. And he knows that if he can stop you from getting there, he can hinder you from completing your goal. Before you can walk in authority, you have to know you are in a contest. You need to need of a deliverance that you can be tangled again. You need to understand that, listen, every day I can be tangled again. We cannot put ourselves up like we're just so this and so that, not thinking and knowing. Guess what? You can be tangled again. You have to wake up and understand and know, Lord God, I need deliverance every day. Because the enemy is not quitting. I can get tangled again. Corruption is coming. Corruption is trying to enter in, trying to, trying to come into my life. But I tell you today, stay on guard. Because the enemy will try and snatch your liberty that you may stay and be corrupted. Keeping you corrupted. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. With a yoke of bondage. Hey, big big gun. Sorry, can you just hit the... uh, you can hit it and just wake it up. The remote. Amen. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So, it's telling us to stand fast. Means I need to stay in position with Jesus. If I don't keep myself, I can't help myself and nobody else. Nothing that is corrupt can help me. Nothing that is corrupt can help me. Listen, you know what's funny? Is I was re-going over this message, I was going through this message, and when I put down the phrase, myself, I can't help myself, do you know the enemy put that song in my head? I can't help myself. I wasn't even thinking about that song. That's how we work. He will try any way to just come. I'm sitting there focused on the word of God, trying to focus on the Lord, and he put that song in my head. That's what he would try to do. He would try to enter in and open up the door to come into your life. Amen? To try to do things and come into your heart and come into your mind, and he would try to do those things to get you all messed up in the head. Now, what if I just ran off and just started singing that song all day, just Love the word, amen. Sometimes, you know, the enemy will try. You be in a, uh, you ever been in the store before, and the music be playing. Amen. You just start. Amen. Man, I'm like, wait a minute. Stop yourself. Don't allow yourself to keep bobbing your head. Like, hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. I ain't gonna let that happen. Amen. Because you'd be surprised how those words and those lyrics, they like, you come home, start singing, start acting like the song. You better stop it right away. Amen? Amen. 
stop it right away. If you are a runner or play sports that are that have positions and certain movements and postures, you have to be in to play a position. You need to learn by watching others how to be in that position. Okay, for an example, if the, the NCAA AAA tournament is going on, you see people, they have different positions, they have different movements that they have to make, and they know what to do when they're in their position. Amen? And if they were watching somebody who was corrupt in that position, they would be messed up. They would know how to react correctly. They would know how to move correctly. And it would just throw the whole team off. What I'm trying to tell you today, the Lord, the word of God says stand fast. Meaning stay in the position under Jesus Christ. Because people are watching you. People need to know how to live their life correctly. People need to know that they can be an overcomer. That they can win. That they can rise. That they can be better. But how are they going to know if they're saying you are the church? And you're stepping out of position. Allowing open doors and different things to come into your life. How? You need to close the doors. Stay in your position. Hold on. Don't allow yourself to be corrupted by the things of this world. Remember, you are being watched on how you stand fast in Jesus because people need to know the greatest position of all is to be delivered by Jesus Christ. The greatest position of all in your life is to be under Jesus. There's no greater place. There's no better place to be but to be in Jesus Christ. People need to see that. People need to look at your life and say, how do you handle this? How do you get through it? How do you, how, how, how? There are four ways Satan will try to make a home in your life through open doors. I want you to look up there. Ancestral curses. Transference of spirits. Traumatic experience. Sins. Ancestral curses. Ancestral curses. Listen. You must stay in position and do not stay or become corrupted by these open doors. Ancestral curses. Sins that are passed down through three or four generations. Let's look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. The enemy will try Listen, we are born in sin and then shaped. We are born in sin, meaning that all those sins from your from your generation, from your father's fathers, from your uh, aunties and aunties and your cousins and your cousins, all of those sins can be a curse in your life. In Exodus chapter 20 and verse 5, it says, You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. He's talking about idols. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Meaning that your sins will follow you. If you keep on worshiping and doing the things of the world, your sins will follow your next generation. Your sins will follow your children's children. That's why children come out and think of their homosexual. They find out your uncle, your cousin, or somebody else in your family was like that. 
They come out and find out why do we, why does the teacher say, why does fathers keep leaving the home? Why? Because down in the generations, they were leaving the home. I, my father left my father, and I leave my children, and their children will leave their children. Huh? A generational curse. It just keeps happening over and over and over again. Someone becomes abused, and then guess what? Their children become abused. We need to shut the door to the generational curse. The only way you're going to shut that door is that you need to get your position under Jesus Christ. Because when you get under Jesus Christ, he begins to shut the door to all those generational curses that were trying to be passed down to your children. You, when you get into marriage, you need to get yourself under God, the Almighty, because you have generational curses that wants to come in your family, come in your life, come over your children, and you need to bind those things with the power of Jesus Christ. Don't allow those things to fall upon your children. You need to keep running the race and not allow things to corrupt your next generation. Stay on your knees in prayer. Keep yourself together. Keep crying on the name of Jesus Christ. Because those generational curses, they want to take over your life. Why are my kids acting like that? You need to take them to Jesus. Trying to put them in all these problems. No, no, no. Give them Jesus. And keep giving them Jesus. Until a breakthrough happens. Because he is the only one that can break it. Transference of spirits. Let's look at Luke chapter 11, verse 24, 26. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none. What I'm telling you, what, what the word of God is saying is that when a, when a spirit goes out, because someone wants to straighten up their life. Oh, I need to change. I'm, I'm going to do better. So the spirit is like, oh, I need to go. Because I'm going to wreck your life. And so he's going. And maybe you came up and you received God. He's like, like, Lord, I want you to come into my life. And you accept Christ. But guess what? That spirit leaves. And that spirit is looking for another place. Yeah, yeah. To rest. Yeah. It's a transference of spirits. And if your heart and your mind is not focused on Christ, if you're not in the spirit of Jesus Christ, you can leave yourself wide open for spirits to come in. And that's why you're so angry all the time. Why are you so upset? Why, why you can't hold yourself? Why you can't keep yourself from stopping those habits? Why you can't get yourself to overcome? It's because there are spirits floating around here and they're looking for a body to host. They're looking for a resting place. And if they cannot find a resting place, they are coming back. The word of the Lord said, and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Oh my goodness, they, they, they try to change. They try to do better. But ain't nobody sitting in there. The house is clean, but there's no, nobody there. 
So let me go get seven more. The Bible says then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. If you keep running from Jesus Christ, you come here and you accept and you hear the word of God. And then now all of a sudden you go out and the enemy start influencing you with other things. He started putting other religions in your heart and, and in your mind. He started putting other things in your mind. And, and now the house is clean and, you, and you're trying to do better. Then all of a sudden he comes in because he sees the door is wide open. He sees the door is open and there is nobody there. And he's coming in and he's setting himself back in your life. And you find yourself going back to drugs, going back to alcohol, going back to cussing, going back to fighting. And you can't understand why you thought you were good. It's because you didn't have Jesus placed in your life. Because when the enemy comes back and he sees the house swept and clean, he needs to see a strong man there. He needs to see Jesus Christ standing there in the midst of your soul. And when he's in the midst of your soul, the enemy can't help but to leave because the strong man is too powerful for the enemy to handle. He's looking for an open door to come in. And if you don't have yourself prepared, if you don't have, that's why Paul was saying you need to be like the Olympians. You need to be like them in seeking God and seeking his face, getting yourself together. Amen? Amen. You need to get yourself in the Lord. Get yourself focused on him. Pray and fast. Get yourself in the Lord. Keep Jesus in the center of your life. Why? Because the enemy will not stop. Yes, sir. He was telling the Corinthian church, if the Olympians stop working out, they're for sure going to lose. If the Olympians stop working out and stop pushing, if they for a week just took a break and ain't McDonald's, they in trouble. Saints, we cannot take a break from Jesus. We cannot take a break from seeking the Lord with all of our heart, our soul, and mind. Let's look at traumatic experience. Spirits can set in from harsh experience when you were younger and your heart is not guarded from fear. A lot of children deal with a traumatic experience in their life and it sticks with them until they are old. And, they, and when, they, when they get older and become an adult, they cannot find a true relationship and they cannot try to find and, and, and be a companion to anybody because there is a traumatic experience in their life and there's a spirit that has a hold over their life and they can't seem to shake it. They're being tortured day and night from what has happened to them in their past or something traumatic has happened to you and you can't seem to shake it and you can't seem to lose it and it just controls your whole life. You can't even step out your front door. Proverbs 3 25 says, do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. Because the wicked wants to have that door open in your life, cause something traumatic to happen because he knows that's an opportunity. When a traumatic event happens in your life, something close to you dies. Something happens to your children. A traumatic experience. The enemy wants to rush in and take control. I'm ready to kill 
somebody because they did something to my kids. He can rush in and take control. Children today have been molested and been abused when they were younger and they still can't shake it. Still can't overcome. Because there's a spirit and he's holding on to them. Some women that have been abused end up having a desire and, and, and they can't stop themselves. Because of the abuse they were, they were, they were ran into when they were younger. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. While the enemy is trying to initiate his place in your life through a traumatic experience, Jesus is saying, come to me and I will give you power, love, and a sound mind. Whatever has affected you in your past, he's saying, come unto me. Let me give you power to overcome. Let me love you like you should have been loved. Let me come and give you a sound mind so your mind can be at peace. I have no peace. Because of what my father did. I have no peace because of what my mother did. I have no peace because of what my uncle did. I have no peace because of what my cousin did. I have no peace. And God said, come to me and I will give you power. You need to be free. You need to be free. People will try to put in place something that is wicked to overcome their fear. They will turn to harmful things. People will try to replace that fear and they'll start doing crazy stuff. A traumatic experience happened, now all of a sudden they drink it like crazy. Because they're trying to get it out of their mind. Now all of a sudden they start taking drugs. Listen, I was dealing with my, uh, with my nephew once and he was trying, he was trying to get his life together, trying to do things right, and all of a sudden, things from his past started coming in his life. And I told him, I said, those things that are trying to come up and attack your life is trying to get you right back out into the world again. Keep your eyes focused on doing what God wants you to do and keep yourself straight and keep running because the enemy is trying to turn you around. The enemy was trying to bring up all your past issues, all your past hurts. Why? Because he knows that that's an open door. You need power, love, and a sound mind. Sins. Since through temptation, Satan will try to open the door to come in, drawing you away from the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 4, 25, it says, Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. See, the enemy is looking for ways to come in and disrupt your life to cause wrath and havoc. Nor give place to the devil. See, the enemy wants to come through in at that open door and be a place in your life. But the Bible is telling us, do not put a place for the devil. Let him, let him who stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Some brothers might go through life and they're like, man, I messed up and I, I, it's hard for me to get a job because of my past mistakes. And you're struggling and you're trying to get a job, trying to do right. And the enemy is constantly, he's seeing you, he's putting it in your face and in your mind all the doors that have been slammed in your face. See, they ain't going to give you no job. 
they ain't gonna do this, they ain't gonna do this, you're never gonna make it, you ain't gonna do this, you're gonna... he's gonna keep putting that stuff in your heart, putting that stuff in your mind, you're never gonna overcome, you can't do this, you can't do that, he will constantly do that so you can go right back out and I might as well steal. I might as well go back to what I used to do. Because those things have opened up the door. Those things have opened up the door for your life to be taken control of. And it says, going further, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. If you continue to speak death out of your mouth, if you continue to talk dirty and, and evil and all this stuff coming out of your mouth, it doesn't just corrupt the people that's on the outside, but it's corrupting you on the inside. It's tearing you up inside. And it's keeping you under corruption. How can you run if you're corrupted in the inside? And it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. See, what happens is when we allow ourselves to be tempted, when we allow sins to come into our life, now the Holy Spirit is stopped. It can't move like it wants to move in your life because you keep going after and running after the things of this world. Instead of running after Christ, you have opened up the door with temptations and allow that stuff to enter in and take control of your life. You allow sin to be the center of your joy. The key is to stay in position for deliverance. Stay in practice. Stay consistent in seeking God. In Mark chapter 9 and 29, it says, He said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. You are trying to deal with and trying to go through life, but you're allowing temptations and sin and all these generational curses and all of these traumatic experiences and all of these things are trying to attack your life. It's time for you to close the door, but the only way you're able to close the door is that you need to get with God. You need to fast and you need to pray and ask God to come into your life and say, God, set me free. Set me free. Because you cannot close these doors on your own. Every time you try to close the door, the enemy's standing there and he's pulling, trying to keep it open. Every time you try to get your mind right and keep yourself together, the enemy's trying to pull and keep that door open. He's saying, no, 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 I'm going to stay here. You say, well, I'm coming to church. I'm coming to church. I'm... Extend yourself even further. Whatever it takes to break the stronghold. When these Olympians start training, they're always bringing themselves to the next level. If I'm running for five minutes a day, tomorrow I'm going to run six. If I can only run ten minutes a day, then next week I'm going to push myself to run fifteen. When you're in the spiritual things of the Lord, and when you're seeking God, you cannot find a place where you're satisfied with just ten minutes. You can get to a place where you're just satisfied. Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing this. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, 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 no. Why? Because you are allowing the enemy to come in. Because when you see an opportunity, the door to be open, he is coming in. You have to push yourself even further. Say, God, I want you even more. More of you in my life. We must encourage each other to pray, to fast with each other. Things must come out because the mission is to take control over you and corrupt you. Your ultimate goal should be to say, God, 
come into my life through prayer and fasting. Take me over. So let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one who receives a prize run in such a way that you may obtain it. What the word of God is telling us today is that through prayer and fasting, run in such a way that you may obtain an uncorruptible body. Run in such a way. When you start feeling the enemy trying to come in and trying to take over your life, you need to run in such a way and say, God, I am not going to allow myself to come in and disrupt my mind. I'm not going to allow the enemy to come in and disrupt what I'm trying to do for your glory, God. Because every time you make a step towards God, the enemy will try to come and rush in and find a way to enter into your life. You need to get on your knees and say, I'm going to fast and pray until these things are broken. Therefore, I must run thus, not with uncertainty. I know if I keep running, that God has a crown waiting for me. I know if I keep running and seeking his face, that I will come to God uncorrupted. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has taken over my life. Because the blood of Jesus has washed away all the corruptible things in my life. That's why I must keep striving. That's why I must keep seeking. So the blood of Jesus Christ can keep me from being corrupted. I don't want to be corrupted no more. I want to know when I get to heaven, there's an incorruptible crown waiting for me because I kept my body right, because I kept my mind right, because I kept my soul right, because I kept running and did not give up on God. I will never give up. I will never give in. I will not allow the enemy to corrupt my life. So what I must do is close the doors in my life. Stop trusting, putting your trust in the generational curses. And shut the doors to those generational curses. Your parents saying your mom was like that. Your daddy was like that. Shut it off. Your cousin was like that. Putting all those things in your life. Someone has told you, you're always going to be a thief. You're always going to be an addict. You're always going to be on drugs. Shut those doors. You're always going to be in prison. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares for you. Shut the doors that the enemy is trying to enter into your life. And allow Christ to stand and be tall and be strong. Let us stand.